Hello, partners. Welcome to the Partner Connection, our new Dell Technologies podcast designed to help you connect with our partner program, our executives and leadership, and learn about our most recent announcements regarding our program strategy, our product solutions, industry solutions, as well as certifications and training. And I'm Cheryl Cook, and for our second episode, I'm delighted to welcome the president of our North American sales, John Byrne, a big advocate of the partner community, to share just a little bit about what he's seeing today and how he's leading through these rapidly changing business climates. Welcome, and thanks for joining, John. Good morning, Cheryl. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Thanks for taking the time with us. My pleasure. So let's get started. I know you've been leading sales in the commercial segment for North America and now all of North America, probably for the last couple of years. But why don't you share with me just a little bit about kind of your role and some of the new changes that I know you have underway with kind of the go-to-market transformation in North America? Yeah, no problem. Hey, doesn't this uh, bring us back to 2016, Cheryl, when we came together and we're thinking about how do we build this world-class channel program under Dell Technologies? Exactly. Exactly. A lot has so happened. I, there has. So first of all, I hope uh, I hope you and everyone listening uh, is staying safe and well in these very surreal times. Uh, today, I'm uh, very lucky. I'm lucky enough to lead uh, North America sales here at Dell Technologies, and that's a um, 40 plus billion dollar organization that spans from the largest Fortune 100 companies and enterprise to public sector to our commercial customers all the way to medium business customers. Uh, and obviously combines all selling motions, either be that through our channel partners, with uh, direct, through specialty, pre-sales, uh, you name it. So I feel um, I feel privileged every day, Cheryl, to work with this team, these partners in this company. And the, the work that we are doing as an organization has never been more relevant. And as you know better than anyone, our vision and purpose as a company is ultimately is to drive human progress through technology. And we're seeing that play out right now, whether it be helping students and teachers continue education. I know as a father of young twin girls, here I am uh, working, but also trying to educate my kids from home and enabling nurses and doctors to remotely diagnose, treat, care for patients in, in this truly tragic time. Uh, or working with people on the front lines, ultimately to try and master this COVID-19 that's happening. And, like helping orgs of all shapes and sizes to keep the lights on so people can pay their bills, feed their families, and, and look after and care for loved ones. So what else can I say, Cheryl? I, I love my job. I love this company. It's, it's, a, it's a great place to be. Well, I know you're a people person and you've said it often, but I mean, it really is a reflecting time, isn't it? I mean, beyond just the realities, everyone's circumstances are so unique and different. In some ways, I've been calling it the great equalizer because to the positive, it's accelerating change on digital transformation and everybody's in the same circumstances. So we're all having to adapt to the new normal. But as you said, you're talking to large customers, small customers, some at varying degrees of readiness, right? As they were kind of abruptly having to adjust to work from home. What are you hearing in what ways we're helping customers most? What are you hearing from your customers? Yeah, great, great question, Cheryl. Um, here's what I would say to anyone who's, who's listening right now, no matter the customer, no matter the teammate you're talking to, uh, it's critically important right now as always to lead with, lead with empathy. 
we are in a people business. Uh, people first, products and profits will follow. Uh, and and right now, people need our help. Uh, be that our teammates or be that our be that customers. And you know that can be from many many different uh, verticals, uh, as you can imagine. Cheryl, there are some verticals. I think travel, think entertainment, wildly successful customers. Some of them have in record years last year now finding themselves where they really need our help on financial support. Uh, so as you mm-hmm. know, and we rolled it out through our channel ecosystem, provide $9 billion through our Dell Financial Services to help our customers. Or many customers are asking us to help them on work from home. So how long have you been at this, this great company? Well, you know, in July, I will be here nine years. Nine years. Summer. So I'm heading to five this year. And mm-hmm. since ever since you've been here, Cheryl, Michael and this company have been pioneers of working from home. And we had some 20% of our global population working from home. And here we have many of our customers and all they're doing is working from home, be that schools, universities, even in healthcare, many of the, the doctors and nurses are also working from home. Uh, so they're asking us to, is to help them. But one thing that's clear from all the conversation we're having is the current situation has only accelerated the journey to digital transformation. Our norm, whatever normal was, Cheryl, pre-COVID and our current normal that we're living right now, they will disappear and there will be a new norm. But this acceleration to digital is going to continue very, very quickly. And uh, we're doing our best to guide our customers forward quickly whilst enable them to get through the day-to-day. I, I want to applaud you, Cheryl, and the channel team and the full organization uh, you know, you're working around the clock and giving everything. And our customers have been amazing at sharing the feedback. They see us as a true partner now more than ever. It's very interesting, Cheryl, the conversations now are really, we talk about our partner ecosystem. We want them to sell the full portfolio. You know, that's why mm-hmm. this organization, we're spending $4 billion per year on technology. Now we have an opportunity where our customers are no longer looking for suppliers, if they even were. They need strategic partners. And I believe Dell Technologies is, is really primed to support our customers across all the verticals, uh, as well as our, as our channel ecosystem. So that's what we're hearing, and, and that's the progress that's happening. And I know you've been so externally accessible and available to the partners and the partner community. And like you said, we had such fun kind of putting the whole program together several years ago, and look where it is now. But To your point, I think now more than ever, you know, it's a reflective period. And Michael has said several times that our customers and our partners will remember how we serve them and help them and teamed and work with them during this time. And I know when we speak with partners, one area of consistent feedback that we're getting that they want our help and advice on and just lessons learned is, How do they improve their effectiveness in digital marketing? To your point, all of this acceleration of just adoption of digital capabilities. And honestly, how do I sell in a virtual remote environment? And you've had just some phenomenal success with the medium business focus and all that you're doing in North America. You know, what advice or tips would you offer on building relationships and selling? in kind of this new world where we're all remote and doing it virtually? (laughs) 
Well, um, we're certainly learning a new way of life, Cheryl, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, when you think uh, before the pandemic, our workforce I mentioned was like 20% remote. Um, I believe over the space of a week, and we have 160,000 people, um, nearly 100% of our organization was remote. And, mm. uh, and when this is all said and done, I think we're going to be heading for something like 50% working remotely. And even mm -hmm. if you think of our, our sales organization, Cheryl, we were 90% external, 10% inside selling. And uh, I think we're going to head to a 50-50 world. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as difficult as it is, we're definitely seeing some silver linings. And this is what I encourage anyone listening is, look, we are quite literally in our customers' living rooms. And whether they like it or not, <laughs> uh, they're in ours. And uh, mm -hmm. I know uh, I mentioned my, like, I don't know about you, Cheryl, but my kids are suddenly becoming uh, uh, Zoom rock stars because they didn't see my Zoom meeting right. where they don't want to come in and say hi to someone. And I've probably heard more dogs barking in, in the past two months and, and than I have in 30 years being in this business. And you know something, Cheryl? It's all okay. And there's something yeah. intensely humanizing about it. Uh, and I'm, for one, like, grateful to get to know, to really get to know our own teams even better and our customers on a, on a, on a deeper level. But it's important what you mentioned, which is, hey, uh, we're not really working from home. You know, we're, we're selling from home. And we have to get very comfortable with our old normal and this current normal. Uh, certainly our current normal is going to be here for quite a while. And we have to get very comfortable living in a virtual world and how we look at that business. And it's going to be very important if you're a leader on this call, thinking about how you lead your teams right now. So for example, Cheryl and I, I don't know how many airmails you and I had together when we are a channel organization, but now we're no longer on planes. We're no longer in cars and we have free time. And what do we do? We jump on email, we jump on Zoom meetings and really it's very intense for people. Uh, so we've got to strike that balance as how we lead our own teams as well as how we really think and, and help shape our customers. But get used to virtual selling, get used to doing virtual uh, executive briefings, get used to doing virtual customer solution center meetings, get very comfortable doing data center profiling remotely, get very comfortable understanding the hybrid world that we're now living and get comfortable with it. But at the same time, empathy is very important. And I think that this is a very humanizing world that we're living in right now. And when I see uh, it's even some of our own team, Cheryl, like uh, 3D printing PPE or buying meals for frontline medical workers or donating personal supplies of masks and other needed items. Like it's inspiring. And I do believe uh, our teammates, our customers, our partners are going to appreciate the companies that actually support them in this period of time and, and it's playing out. Absolutely. And you know, like I said, I think it makes it reflective in some ways, you just relax. 12 weeks ago, 14 weeks ago, if you had children and dogs barking, some people working from home, now we're just more relaxed about it. And frankly, our customers are as well, right? So we're finding that you can embrace kind of the tools and the techniques. And we're all on Zoom video. Zoom was here before this, but we didn't do video as much as we do today, right? We did audio, which was more comfortable. And I know even my 83-year-old father, who's alone in Florida, I have him on Zoom now. So we're doing family <laughs> Zoom calls, which all of us are embracing kind of the technology, which I think, you know, to your point, we're going to come out stronger for it. 
and come out in some ways more connected than ever. Cheryl, so if you if you just play on that part for for a second, I think I think mm-hmm. it's a very, really important part. Like any meetings of you uh, and I, myself, and others listening, like let's say we're a big customer and it's an eight-hour meeting, and our section of that eight-hour meeting may only be an hour. Did we stay there for the one hour and leave the meeting, or did we stay for the full eight hours? We stayed for the we full eight hours. We were there for the full eight hours. Yep. Right, because it was just bad manners not to be there. I do think we're going to head to a world where hey, that, that that human interaction, that face-to-face is still going to be important for many customers and partners in the go-forward world. But I do think our customers are going to be very okay with us saying, hey, for this section of this meeting, I am going to be bringing in XYZ specialist. It could be product specialist. It could be a marketing specialist. It could be an alliance specialist. But when you're finished with that meeting, Think about how many other customers that you can actually then go communicate with. And I believe the companies and the partners that can actually get comfortable that very quickly will only accelerate the digital transformation, the digital world that's happening around us. So I think it's a critical point you were mentioning. I absolutely agree. And when our customers are gaining their comfort level like we are, you can really explore and to your point, get far more efficient. And when we have our subject matter experts, whether it's a storage specialist or even some of our executive leadership, you can reach so many more. The audience can be greater, right? Because you can be highly efficient in this setting. And I think we're all learning along the way, as you said, but every positive experience we have, and you can have you know, the right people at the right time available on this Zoom call, it's phenomenal. And I also think we're not multitasking, which in some ways, you know, you got to be worried about burnout. But if you were on audio only, we'd be doing email and your instant messaging and you're getting a text. But when you're on a video conference, you're super engaged and we're not multitasking. So the connection actually is richer in, in so many ways, which is great. So let me pivot topics here for you. You have been such a really good, visible advocate for women in technology. And I know you co-chair the North American Women in Action Group at Dell. Maybe share with people a little bit about why it's so personal for you, why you're such an authentic leader about this, and some of the things that you you have underway relative to advocating for the women in technology. Yeah, I remember, uh, Cheryl, one of the first things you and I were working together again when we were bringing these channel teams together, and think how diverse that leadership team was mm-hmm. with, your, <laughs> with, with yourself and Julie Christensen and Kimberly DeLeon and Pilar and Betsy, and then even we take diversity to Ten Bang and Alvaro and working with the partner ecosystem with a truly inclusive mindset and the success that you and Joyce and the team have enjoyed along with the partners on this, what I believe still to this day is the best channel program in our industry. We could have never have done that, Cheryl, if we all looked the same, we all came from the same background, we all thought the same, that would have never have happened. So it's just the way that I think about it, which is an inclusive workplace is a business imperative. And the world we're living in is only getting more and more complicated with more complex problems. And our customers, think of the challenges our customers gave us even three short months ago and the challenges are giving us now. And then 
when people are back in remote or hybrid working, Q4 or whenever that may be, they're going to come to us and say, hey, can you help us again? Because like, what if there's a second wave? And if we have any chance of solving any of these puzzles, we need diversity of thought and perspective. Uh, and there's a number of reasons. Like, I, I was very fortunate. I was brought up with a loving parents. Uh, my mom was a very strong lady. My hero, as you know, Cheryl, is, is my grand, who was a, a working mm-hmm. single mom in, a, in, a, in an era that was just unheard of. And, you know, as a, I'm very blessed as, as, a, as a dad of twin girls. I want to just make sure that, that all of this just goes away and just really good people. They have good enough IQ, wonderful EQ, ideally have PQ, i.e. a smile on their face and just want to do the right things because they believe in our purpose. They believe in our strategy. They believe in helping our customers and our partners just basically enable technology for good. That is a world that I, I would certainly like to see happening. So in, in North America, you know, we've been on this journey for a couple of years. I am co-chairing uh, Women in Action. We have over 6,000 members. We're making a lot of progress. But there's a lot of work still to get done, Cheryl. You know, like we're trying to reach girls before they lose interest in, in STEM through Girls Who mm. Game, which is now virtual. So anyone listening and they want to be a mentor in Girls Who Game, uh, please come to Cheryl and I. We need more. Uh, yeah. we are, we're, we're absolutely like a, we're a, a diversity coming into the organization that's close to 50, 50, which is phenomenal. We've got to continue to mentor and, I, and I'm almost against the word mentoring right now, but it's sponsoring a rising diverse talent. You know, I am personally sponsoring two ICs that I think are going to have phenomenal career in our industry. And if everyone, every leader who's very blessed with myself, Hey, I'm, I'm a white man in a very blessed leadership position. But if every person, every leader can pick up two people and be their sponsor, it will help us look, do the right thing. You know, we're raising up our, our female managers with the releasing female potential through our Women in Action program. Where, uh, you know, but we have a maniacal focus, and you remember this in our quarterly meetings, a maniacal focus is we look at what we call this OHRP, which is a talent pipeline, and looking at uh, Cheryl, hopefully you don't go anywhere soon, but we'll be looking at Cheryl, who's your backfill, who's one to two, who's three to five, and having a lens on diversity. And uh, and I think if we can continue to do this, I applaud Michael and the ELT about publishing our moonshot goals, uh, where we mm-hmm. want half of our leaders to be female by 2030. But I know in my world, in my sales world, in my organization, I want us to be much, much faster. And it's also... That's why I'm taking an active part in it. Well, I'll tell you, your efforts are very visible and certainly very appreciated. So you're lifting everybody up and you're leading by example. So you're a great example for people to follow. And I know that we hear from our partners quite a bit. And we have the Women's Partner Network, as you know, where we've tried to create a community for people to connect. If we have partners that wanted to implement or create something similar internally, what tips or advice would you have for them? Oh, well, first of all, congratulations to, to Joyce and yourself, Cheryl. I think that's a phenomenal program. I was very privileged and blessed to see it back when we were in the channel and even to see you it evolving. You helped us kick it off. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you were the champion, Cheryl, and, and, and congratulations mm-hmm. for that. My recommendation to anyone who's considering doing it, just do it. We've gone past the talking stage. It is more the doing stage. If you're still not convinced, but we know that our ERGs are massively impactful on team members' loyalty and morale. Uh, we know that, Cheryl, as you know, through our, our own 
employee survey, as we call it, Teldel, where we see that those who are part of an EIG, those team scores significantly higher than those who are not part of an EIG. And the other thing I would recommend is like a, a measure it. Like I certainly know at Dell, when we uh, focus on something and when we measure it and we set a clear goal, amazing things happen. So what I would recommend to the partners, like a, understand where you are currently on diversity uh, and remember what gets measured ultimately gets done. But diverse teams, inclusive teams, respectfully, they just win more. So don't wait. Mm. If we can help, we have 13 ERGs and we will happily connect you with any of those. Uh, and, and if I can help, you know where I am. Absolutely. So maybe just one tip. You've said empathy is something that, you know, you really focus on leadership, but these are certainly interesting and rather unprecedented times from a leadership perspective and kind of leading such a large organization, you know, what idea or thought or advice would you have to leaders on how to lead through these times? I would say whether it's these times or, or not, um, always as a leader, always over-communicate. I think one of the things that the Dell Technologies is doing very well from Michael and Jeff Clark, and I know Cheryl, your own leadership team, along with myself, we're communicating on a weekly basis. And I think mm -hmm. it's important that people know that we're highly visible and they want to be seen. So not all Zoom chats need to be a video, but uh, some mm -hmm. of these, it's important that people see your face. And I also think it's important, answer any question, never hide and do show empathy. Sure, we're just talking about uh, bringing a more, uh, building a more diverse organization. If you lead as an example, if you read uh, the United Nations survey on COVID and the impact of women, and it's in, even in a, in a dual earning household, uh, the women are still spending 3x as much time educating children at home than if it was a, if it was a, if it was a male in the home. Mm -hmm. So understand, understand that. Understand that at certain points of the day where look, you want to be creating time for people to do other things. So show, truly understand people's situation and have empathy to and, and help lead people through this organization. I think what we're saying is that everyone here has the ability to lead. And whether you're using your own time and resources to help or passionate about helping customers, we decide. And that's empowering and inspire, inspiring. And I would ask for everyone here, it's always a hard choice, Cheryl, do you say, is it is a work-life balance, is a work-life choice. I would encourage all of you to find work-life flexibility. Mm -hmm. and, and and don't get lost on, on sitting on a computer from six or seven in the morning till eight or nine at night. It, it's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And that's what I well, would say. Absolutely. Well, in conclusion, I'm going to pivot for a little fun fact. I always like to spice <laughs> it up and close with something that, you know, what could you share with me or others that might not be on your resume that no one would know? What's a fun fact? Oh my fact. goodness, I'm, this is actually hard as you know, because I'm a pretty open book. My goodness, I've been on stage and <laughs> I've been on stage to, I'm being and I've been on stage with thousands of people and I've, I've had my dad torture me on stage. Um, um, <laughs> well, one, one thing, well, some of you may know that my passion is soccer, as we call it, football in Europe. And uh, mm -hmm. I, had, uh, I had this aspiration that I was going to be a professional soccer player for a long time. And, uh, and, uh, 
maybe a couple of years ago, I said to my dad, I said, dad, like, you know, I love soccer. And he goes, yes, you did, son. And I was like, and, and I spent hours at it. Yes, I did. Dad, I was a semi-pro. Yes, you were, son. I was like, like, don't you think I could have ever have been a professional? And he, he looked at me as only a, as only a father could and said, there was only two problems, son. First of all, you were really very slow. And secondly, <laughs> you really weren't that good. So, uh, so, uh, so that's something that people don't know. And ultimately, I guess, is why I'm doing what I'm doing and loving every minute of it. Honestly, I'm a priceless soccer player. So, um, but uh, look, as you know, you've met my family. I'm very blessed that it's a, it's a loving, caring family. They're all in Scotland. We're spending a lot of Zoom, a lot of Zoom chats with them. And uh, yeah. you, you, know my, you know my mom's saying, Cheryl, it's a... Uh, uh, these roles were the, that you and I and others have, like uh, they're important roles, but and sure it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice, and and, and that's a message that I want to leave people with as as we as we close on this podcast. Well, I love that, and I love your story because you got a little family sarcasm and sense of humor there with the Byrne family for sure. <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate very much you taking the time, John, and I know our teams and our partners are going to appreciate hearing from you. And thanks so much for all you're doing for Dell, and give hugs to the family. Thanks for being here. Same to you. Thank you, Cheryl. Wow, what great insights. Thank you, John. And what a fantastic message and level of importance about leading with empathy right now. And our partners are thanking you for absolutely being a part of this partner connection. And I welcome and enjoyed the conversation. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dell Tech Partner. And you can always connect with me personally on LinkedIn or Twitter. So thank you for your partnership. Thank you for your business. I hope everybody stays healthy and safe and tune back in in the next two weeks for our next episode. Thanks so much. <laughs>